Time for the first time this year to talk employment issues with our great mate and uh, employment guru, Graham Wynn from Superior People Recruitment. Graham's been with me for many, many years now. In fact, um, probably 12, 11 or 12 years, Graham. Good morning. Good morning, Luke, and welcome back. And yes, it would be at least 10, 11 years from your previous mm. existences in other areas, yeah. <laughs> yeah, before my previous uh, appearances on other transmitters. Yes. But, but, but here we are. Graham, a couple of things I wanted to talk to you. There's a story that I know that you are across about an employee and he quit his job. Why? Because his boss tried to enforce an unreasonable and illegal lunch break rule. His name is Ben Askins, a managing director who recently received an anonymous submission from an office worker whose boss banned him from taking a lunch break during the team's heavy workload. The manager sent the employee a message immediately after noticing he wasn't in the office. He said, I need you back immediately. And this is not up for debate. The manager doubled down and said, I told you this. I told you I would add half an hour onto your pay at the end of the day. But I said that we are all too busy for breaks. The employee fired back that he was legally entitled to a lunch break. The manager refused to yield and the, and the worker said, stuff it. I'm not coming back. I, I quit. Graham, what do you make of this? It's a really interesting one, this. And there's a few legalities that come in with it. Yes, you can't, you can't work longer than four hours out of break. That, that's the bottom line. So you need a break every four hours of some description. Some contracts specify your lunch is 12 till 1 or 12.30 till 1.15. Other contracts simply say you'll get an hour's lunch break. So it depends on which contract you've got under because basically your hour's lunch break, if it just says an hour, is pretty much when the, when the employer says, yep, it's okay to take it now kind of thing as long as you're not outside that four-hour bracket. But those kind of agreements, quite often you'll find employers saying, look, we're really pumped. Can you do just a half hour and I'll pay extra, etc." And they can do that if they wish to unless your contract clearly states you will get one-hour lunch break every day at these times. Mm, so mm. they can actually a little bit play with this. And most employees are happy to help out. Mm -hmm. If you're stuck it and you're going to pay an extra half hour or finish half hour early, whatever, most employees are fine with that. You get the occasional one who just says, no, I'm entitled to my one hour lunch break. I'm taking it now regardless of workload. Graham, here's another question for you. How closely is your employer allowed to monitor you? Uh, it was told to me by somebody who claimed that they worked uh, at Centrelink. Their job was to help people find jobs or, mm -hmm. or do the paperwork that surrounds receiving a benefit. And apparently their workstations, their computers are heavily, heavily monitored. And if they need to have a, for example, a toilet break, I think they've got, they're entitled to, I think the, uh, the, the email has said we're entitled to two 15-minute toilet breaks outside of our lunch break. And you've got to, you, you log off, they then know you're on a toilet break, and then you've got to log back on. And if you have too many toilet breaks, or if they go not 15 minutes, but 17 minutes, or 20 minutes, you're spoken to. Is that fair? Well, whether it's fair or not is a different question, but can they do it? The answer is yes. As long as employers tell you what they're monitoring, they can do that. And a lot of companies do that, particularly work from home these days, that, that there's software that can monitor keystrokes, how often you're working, 
it goes on all the time. People who work in call centres, their, their, their time is logged, how long they're on calls for, how many calls they're taking an hour, gap between finishing one call and taking the next call to make sure you're not slacking off. It goes on all the time. And as employers tell you what they're monitoring, they're quite able to do that. They can even monitor what website you might jump on. They can do all that as long as you are aware that's what they're doing, they are allowed to do so it. So long as they're not doing it secretly. Yes, remember last year, yep. you and I talked about a lady that took um, her employer to fair work because she was working from home and uh, her work said, you're not working hard enough or efficiently enough. Mm. We're monitoring your keystrokes and you're slacking off. She lost her case. She did because, again, they told her, you know, this, this monitoring system was on and they did not believe she was performing as she's meant to perform. Mm. So they won. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Graham Winners with us. We're talking employment issues um, for the first time here in 2024. Graham, just looking to the year ahead, and I know you've had a lot, lot of time to think about this. Do you see this year as the big year for legal action surrounding employers expecting their workers to come back into the office? The simple answer is yes. Um, back in the office is going to happen more and more. Employers will start pushing for it. And as we've seen with test cases recently, they will generally win these ones. But where it'll shift, the reason it will shift, we've got a very, very tight labour market at the moment. There's not a, a lot of people looking for work for the number of jobs there are. That will change. And as that changes and the unemployment goes up, which we all know it will, suddenly there's more people in the job market. So the bargaining power moves from job seeker to employer. At the moment, employers are bending over backwards because there's a shortage of people. As soon as that shifts, they won't have to. Because if you don't take the job, somebody else will. And most employers, apart from major corporations and government organisations, want you back in the office. That, That's what they want, and but, they'll be able to. And that will happen more as this year progresses. But if they're monitoring your keyboard strokes, if they're if you're reaching your KPIs, if you are being productive, what, what would why would they care? Look, I think IT people are different who work pure in IT because they can work independently. But I think most companies still like the fact you're in the office, they can contact you, they can talk to you, clients get hold of you easier. And they also think that ideas are much more creative and happen more often when there's a group of you around right. rather than you're working at home. Mm -hmm. And they fear, have a real fear of losing control. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. But they also have a fear that the company and yourself as an individual will not grow together because you're isolated. And they don't see that as beneficial at all. So they are certainly pushing, and you'll see it over the next 12 months, far, far greater increase in the number of people going back into the office. Can I tell you, and I'm not being smart, I promise you, this is serious. This is this is the feedback I get. One of the biggest issues from people who have been working from home since 2019 is that because they were shut in and you couldn't go anywhere because of COVID, a lot of Australians went and got pets for company, yep. for companionship. Yep. Did yep. you know, Graham, that our animal shelters are full to the brim with Animals being taken back because the owners have now got to go back and work in the office. They're concerned that the animal that's known nothing but mum and dad at home for three or four years, that the animals are fretting and they're returning these pets to animal shelters. Can you believe it? I can believe it, yes, because I know when I've had my dog, when I've been working from home, I had my dog, who unfortunately I lost a few weeks ago. Um, that uh, oh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, she, she was nearly seventeen. It was time, as they say, and um, I know. Therefore, it's it's such a comfort, and you love having the animal around if you're working from home by yourself. But you're right. 
a lot of people got animals as company and now they're going back to the office and unfortunately the shelters as you say are crammed absolutely mm. chock-a-block full and that's just a consequence of this yeah but a lot of people are also arguing with their employer i can't come back into the office i'm 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 reaching all my goals i am performing but i can't come back because my my dog will fret unfortunately that excuse won't wear mm. Mm. <laughs> um yeah. most most employees won't let that one go unfortunately mm. i mean I think the other thing is that you can be working from home and doing what you're meant to do, but are you working nine to five as you used to, or are you doing six till eight and then go off to the gym and, and playing tennis? It doesn't tennis matter and, if you're reaching your goals. If you're being productive, who cares? But the employer can't contact you, and that's the issue. Okay. If they're working nine to five and their clients work nine to five, they want you nine to five. Graham, we're always good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Let's have another great year together. Absolutely, and welcome back and look forward to it. And you welcome back too, my friend. Graham Wynn from Superior People Recruitment here on the Night Shift on Triple M.